be in the frame together. Yes. Cool. Here we are. Daniel Fresco making his second appearance on the Variate Podcast. You were our first yes. episode of this year. I think yes. that one was called Music is Everything. Yes. Everything is music. Everything is music. <laughs> yeah. And that was really good. I didn't even understood. I didn't even fully understand what that meant when we were doing that podcast. Yeah. But this year has really fucking shown us yeah. really in the craziest way yeah. and uh yeah now you're here this is our 56th episode of this year wow. our most prolific year of podcasting yet so honored to be here yeah man anytime it feels like also an epic reunion for us yes it has i feel that this year has brought so many new obstacles and challenges and opportunities and sometimes it, it brings friends on their own kind of divergent paths only to come back together when the time is right mm. and that's how i feel about you both yeah man and it feels like even though things kind of are locking down with everything in society it almost feels like in my life and in our lives things are actually opening up it's and that weird. those things can coalesce yeah yeah it, it's 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 funny because with some people like when we're not in communication with them I'm like, oh no, are, are we still friends or whatever? Like with you, mm. I'm like, it's going to be epic when we get yes. back together. Because it's yes. not weird or anything like that. It's like you were doing your thing during lockdown and we were doing our thing during lockdown. Yes. And uh, I feel like we've come back together better than ever. And what reunited us was music. Was Absolutely. You just hit me up out of nowhere and you're like, dude, I'm, I, I inherited my, gra my great grandfather's record collection. Yes. And I bought a record player, and uh, I was like, shit, am I going to have to get back into this? Because Cass doesn't know this version of me. Uh, like, I have 500 records and probably 500 um, 45s up at my parents' house. And it was like an obsession of mine in my early 20s. And I had to kind of really just like step away from it and be like... I, I can't do this. I, I, I want to. I want to just be like a a good lover, and like I, I can't have like these yes. obsessions, like fantasy baseball and fucking <laughs> collecting vinyl. It just it, it just feels didn't, like a side piece. Yeah, right? yeah. But you, know, you come bursting back onto the scene, and I'm spending two hundred fifty dollars the first day I went record shopping again. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's such it's one of those things that you don't know that you are ready until you receive it. Mm. And I was talking to my grandmother. I love her so much. And we were just talking about her her upbringing, her childhood. She was surrounded by all the best Cuban musicians in New York City at the time. Mm. And we were just talking about my great-grandfather, Antonio Ayala, which is my middle name, is Daniel Antonio Crespo. Uh -huh. right? So that's where I get my middle name. And he was such a cool man and, and person so giving and so loving but he loved music mm. more than anyone that i could probably ever hear about and i didn't even get to meet him personally oh wow and so my grandmother's talking about him and his record collection he wouldn't let anyone touch his records yeah <laughs> probably a good call that's a <laughs> yes, really good call yes and so he nurtured those records and took care of them and i was asking i was like well what happened to them thinking in my mind oh they probably got tossed out or lost along the way and she said oh they're in the back closet no fucking and i said way, dude really <laughs> like they're right there all this time <laughs> and she said yeah and they're yours now wow. in the same sentence wow so she felt like he spoke that word to her and mm. she just listened 
And that was one of the most powerful experiences that I then went back and immediately pulled all of them out, like four huge boxes of records. And that began the process of then um, revitalizing them and then also creating a space, like a very sanctimonious space to listen to some of these, to my ancestors, essentially. And now it's kind of, I'm paying homage to my grandfather, to my ancestry, and to these incredible, incredible musicians that are now paving the way for me to make my music and speak my truth and live my, my love in the world. It's no coincidence because it comes so naturally to you, obviously. <sighs> and uh, your, I mean, your parents being obviously also musical. It's, it's mm-hmm. like it feels like you opened a portal of like releasing during this uh, quarantine, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, there's buried treasure in the back closet. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> that's really what it felt like. And now whenever I go to look out for records with amazing people like you, it feels like I'm almost looking for these gems, these yeah. these artifacts facts or these these antiques that some people would only price and be six dollars but that are actually priceless in every way because of what they hold and i just cannot get over how cool records are. oh yeah and i I think about like when your great grandfather was was doing his thing how different music was and the listening of music like you needed to possess that lp Mm. you needed to possess that tape that eight track or whatever now it's almost like the opposite of uh, music isn't music listening isn't treated with any reverence because of yeah. it's become it's become so commodified. It's mm-hmm. ab- it's an abstraction now. Yeah. Right. It's not a physical embodied thing now. It's in the ethos or in this digital cloud, mm. which I find really takes away from the medium because before you actually have a a groove or a path and that's where we we talk about getting in the groove mm. i really want people that are listening to understand that it's like we're all in this groove together on this record and when we listen that's kind of the the actual manifestation of that mm. and the the fact that all right let's just let's slow down for a second <laughs> we have a disc a disc a circle right a very perfect shape and it has a perfect spiral etched in it that holds the essentially the code or the format that helps us to hear the music as it's spinning around. Mm. How cool is that? I don't even think it makes sense because I'm like, it it's not like you're just hearing one tone at a time. You're hearing like a drum and the guitar right. and the vocals all layered on top of each other. So how can one groove even hold all that information? And it's just a needle dragon. I why it. like we fucking conspirize about like flat earth. I'm like, records don't make yeah. sense. This is like a mass conspiracy. <laughs> well, and it doesn't make sense to me why they sound better than all the technology we've developed since then. Exactly. But when when now, like after we got a record player in here and I'm remembering how full it sounds, I'm like, God, the streaming, it might be high quality or whatever, but it's dead. It feels exactly, dead. exactly, because it's actually holding less information. Yeah, because they take the tops and the lows, and then they create this compressed file. That I mean, it's just code. Yeah, it's not an actual uh, representation of the vibration itself. And um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just completely in awe of it. That's that's what's happening to people right now. Is mm. like the thing that we did. Uh, 
to to music listening and chopping off the highs and chopping off the lows and compressing everything else is how we want people to go through the world. So mm-hmm. we'll medicate, mm-hmm. we'll medicate a motherfucker mm-hmm. and chop off the highs and chop mm-hmm. off the lows and compress everything else. And you're like, that's a human, yeah. and it's like, no, that's an abstraction mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of what uh, what a human's capable of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think the other element too is that with a record, it has the the imprint of the artist via the image the cover art maybe there's a nice booklet that has all the words mm. of the intention of the music so you're getting a complete sensory experience when you go out and you actually purchase a record mm. and on top of that the artist is probably getting more money than when you actually go on spotify oh 100 yeah, <laughs> percent. way way more and we got to be supporting artists right now. We yeah. have to be. I want to go with, like be begging them for reissues because I'm like my <laughs> yeah. favorite artists. Like they don't either have vinyl or it's hard yeah. to find. Luckily, yeah. our favorite artists are usually like in the 70s, and you know. So exactly. actually, a lot of the musicians we love most do mm. have. You know, you can get their record for five dollars or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But it is funny because like you're looking for the most obscure shit, and we're like, oh my god, <laughs> we found George Harrison's greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it feels like starting over because my whole collection is all like punk music and i'm right, like my right. my tastes have really evolved since then so that's why i end up spending so much money at the record stores like i gotta fill oh, in all man. these things that i've been listening to for years but i've never possessed well it's just really funny because i almost felt like when i f- first started listening to records oh i don't know a week and a half ago <laughs> 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 that I lost my auditory virginity in a certain Ooh, way. Ooh, that's good. Wow. Because it felt so visceral and so real that now when I go back, and we had this experience last time we hung out, when you put on a digital recording on a speaker, it just doesn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, it, when we were switching between records and uh, yeah. and a stream. You need like a lot of drugs to compensate so you like feel deeper into the music. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but but even still, because in some of those higher consciousness states, you're more aware of the quality of vibration. Right. Mm. So it would actually be harder to right. try to cover it up after the fact. Mm. It's like when you're in a really great relationship and the, the physicality is so passionate and amazing. Then when you go and you're, you know, maybe you're with someone else, it's just not the same as that person that you were just so connected in with. In the groove with. In the groove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> not mimicking the groove. In it. No. Completely a part of it and in it. And it really harkens back to the, the fact that we are all connected in this cosmic groove together. And the more that we listen to music, the more that we can get closer and really love each other for who we are. And that's what's been happening kind of in my family is we're, we're listening to records together. My grandmother is, is remembering all these vivid memories that uh, the, her life hasn't been easy. She's had a really hard life raising two girls as a single mom. And it's been just incredible to see her in so much joy. You know, my aunt passed away a year ago this month. And so we're remembering her, but it's, I, I can't even fathom that we have more joy than we did a year ago after losing someone so important. And again, those two things can work together. Oh, yeah. So it's how do we take these two seemingly completely opposite things and, and marry them and realize that it's all good. It's all love. Yeah. And we just got to be present with what we're experiencing. Yeah. I mean, it heals us. It heals us. Like listening to music together, especially, 
Mm. It definitely heals us because like, you know, we say all the time, like, um, you know, you say something and you're like, does that resonate? And like that, that's what's really happening with music. It's resonating through you. It's like it's waking up stuff that um, mm. maybe maybe your uh, your ego had long right know, dealt with right exactly and the or music dealt comes in. with yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it basically suppressed it right put yeah. to the side because you don't want to think about it kind of thing yeah but I think that's what we were talking about before we started recording is that music has a way of being the best therapist without trying to be because usually you know you go sit in the chair there's a person that you talk to and you're supposed to regurgitate these stories and these narratives that you've peddled to yourself over and over again in hopes that it'll get better music is something that flows through you that inadvertently lifts up all the garbage mm-hmm. and allows you to see it in a higher perspective yeah and that's why i want to teach everyone how to play an instrument of mm. some kind or sing or something mm. yeah it's interesting for me like the music that helps me heal the most or the is the music that allows me to bask in my misery you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like, there's a lot of sad music it gives you permission yeah and you just yes exactly it, it, well because I, I think that's where it, like the relatability like the passing of the baton through music of like mm-hmm. i've like other people have felt this like, like oh other people felt this back in the 60s yeah. exactly a relatability a relatability and and when a person writes a really good sad song it almost allows you to just accept how you feel mm. mm-hmm. it allows you to accept your sadness and be the sadness and and that allows you to then move beyond it mm. and yeah. this is something that Eckhart Tolle talks about all the time is that if you're going to be lazy be the laziest motherfucker yeah right Just, I definitely subscribe to that yes <laughs> I do too and I went through a phase recently where I didn't feel well I didn't feel super good I was lethargic I was tired I almost wanted to be in the darkest and in the sadness and I went in i went deep into it i allowed myself to be in it and then i realized wait i don't actually want to be here so now i can move up and Mm. beyond and now bring it into the music and start writing amazing music yeah and i made it through so many huge barriers i can't even really describe Um, i'm just so grateful yeah I, i had a moment like that two days ago i was like I was spinning out about love and friendships and stuff and like just, you know, getting a little self-conscious, like all the stuff that can really get the best of you, you know, like like you were saying before, like the ego, what is it? The personality self wants wants to relive the past because that's how it knows itself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's the kicker. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, because that's what it knows. So I had this moment where I was like, ugh. And I threw on a band um, that I grew up listening to called Screeching Weasel. And it's like this, like, um, it's like melodic pop punk, beautiful. But I put on this record, my brain hurts. And I could just feel it like the healing wash over me. Like, oh, yeah. wow, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I'm cool. And it just like, it reminded me of, um, even though it seems like really abrasive, that punk and hardcore music got me through the toughest mm. time of my life. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. When everything was fucked up, I would throw on these records. I'd make lots of tapes and mixtapes off my records and, you know, blast them in my car. And it's all what all my friends listened to. And we'd go to shows together and we'd dance. And it was just moving all this energy mm. that it, it wasn't mm-hmm. allowing it to stagnate and take over our lives. Right, right. It's because 
like I'm trying, like I'm thinking in my ho- own head, like why is it that we can tell ourselves these negative stories or like, oh, that that girl sucks or whatever it is. You know what I mean? That that's what punk it, it, music is a right, lot of times. Right. So that's why I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying that it's venting. It's a venting. <laughs> it's a, it's a venting. Yeah. But it's like when you tell yourself these bad stories in your head, you reinforce this stuff and it becomes like unhealthy and it kind of rots you from the inside out. But when you like mm. something about music is like a joyous collective expression yes. that when you hear it in the context of someone else singing it in the context of music and art right, it like transcends right. that lower ego mm-hmm, self mm-hmm. of um telling a negative story yes. and it allows you to kind of there's like a transference of energy that actually is really healthy i think about because you you mentioned why is it and i think it's because movement is life and movement is healing so if you allow something to fester and and be held onto by your personality self it's going to allow um, resentment to grow mm. so that's kind of like anger is the um, the basis for other emotions to sprout out of it. I think of a swamp or something that's kind of rotting or maybe not healthy. When you take away the blockage or like a dam or something that's blocking water and it starts to flow, it cleans itself. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to try to clean yourself. You just have to allow nature to take over and that's when your body will kind of do its thing. Our bodies are natural healers of themselves, not our mind. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's the, the mind difference. gets in the way of it. Right. And more, more so, the personality self is a mind-identified self. Mm. So if you can find the, the bullshit within yourself that likes to identify with thought specifically, then you can just be. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the most simple and profound lessons that we can learn. So how do we just be and allow the natural movement and the vibration to cleanse us without any effort? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah, it's this accepting what is. Because like, oh. what you resist p- persists. Who says that? Someone's, someone smart said That's that. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> what you resist persists. And what you fight against, you empower, I think, yeah. is an even totally next step of that. So right, what we're seeing in our world um, kind of with this this pandemic and what's going on, we see people at odds with each other. And what happens when you butt heads with someone? They're more emboldened to continue to hold their ground mm-hmm. because they're identifying with their sense of self and so are we. And there's got to be a time where you just let them be angry or you let them let their frustration out and we can both just be who we are. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> block the dam of their anger. Right. You know, like, who are you? And also... I mean, I was thinking about yeah. this the other day. You can't block the dam of someone else's love, like through possessiveness right. or like, like yes. I don't want you to love this person because then I feel threatened. It's like you, if you block that love and someone else from flowing, you're blocking it within yourself. And like, it's something yeah. as in a relationship you have to learn because your heart wants to possess someone and how they love people mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But you really, you just are hurting yourself because if you're saying in the universe, like, hey, I want there to be less love there. You're oh, creating yeah. like it'll this, make me feel better because it'll make me feel better. You're like saying, "Hey, I need there to be less love in this universe <laughs> so that I can feel better." And it's like this really crazy, oh yeah, uh, curse you're setting. I One guess. of the nastiest things we could do to each other is try to pull yeah. each other into our lowest frequencies. 
and and our misery loves vision. company right? misery loves company <laughs> i think that's why you and us we fall in love so quickly yeah. and we like come to this really high vibration together yes. uh, so incredibly well but it's like almost too much for any of us to handle for like long periods of time because yeah, we realize like right. we're so high together and we're so in love and we're so like not miserable mm. but we realize that at some point, like maybe we do need a couple months so that we can actually do yes. the stuff that like are our exactly. own individual projects. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard <laughs> to study something like music theory when you have awesome friends who want to hang out and do awesome <laughs> stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's hard to make that movies. <laughs> it's hard to make movies. Anything that that requires a supreme amount of focus and presence it does require space from the things that you love yeah Yeah. and that's where the sacrifice then turns into this huge benefit because then now i can come back and and say wow we both have done so much work together now we can enjoy it together Mm -hmm. yeah totally we we have a friend mare who's finishing an album right now we're like finish this album so we can hang out more (laughs) yes you know like i really want to hear it and but i also want to like love on her in a way that is like um distracting yeah yeah no absolutely and i think that's that's where we're kind of at right now being having alone time is great and we actually have the benefit of of being alone more Mm -hmm. now when we come back together as friends then it's even more impactful yeah because we're not kind of beating around the bush it's like okay now what are we going to create together how are we going to bring the highest frequencies into our relationships Mm -hmm. and into our work and I feel it more than ever. Like, I feel a momentum. Yeah. I really feel mm. this really powerful momentum building. Yeah, me too. Uh, and what we were saying yesterday or this morning, like, are we the only three that are picking up on that? Because I hear a lot of stories in the opposite direction. Like, oh, fucking exactly. 2020. This shit, this shit's going to continue yeah, forever. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Personally, I'm feeling like there's so much wind in our sails right now that i'm like we better know how to fucking steer this ship we better know where we're going because there's so much wind in our sails right now Mm -hmm. you know and it's a beautiful thing ultimately it's definitely a good perspective to have at the beginning of what is inevitably going to be another lockdown of some sorts is like okay how is this a gift how is the time where we're actually not going to be able to see each other a gift Mm -hmm. and how does it allow us to like feed our own souls that when we come back together we have so much more to offer well and not only that think about the future people who need us, who inevitably are going to have a tougher go at it than us because of climate change and these things. They need us, the people going through the first pandemic in generations to hand the baton and being like, it's okay. Here's our musical artifacts to show you what it was like. It's kind of like our version of cave drawings. Yes. You know, we can pass this stuff down. We can, we can be making music for people 50, a hundred years from now. I mean, yeah. I'm obsessed with the Grateful Dead. They haven't played a concert in 25 years. Yeah. They started in 1965. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but uh, I'm obsessed with them because they're always saying, it's okay, it's all good, man. Have fun, have fun. Yes. Like I was saying to you before. The Beatles. The Beatles. Come on. Try to listen to the Beatles and maintain your bullshit. Oh, Try to listen to the Grateful Dead and maintain your pissy mood well, you or gotta, your judgments. No, you got to listen to help. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> need somebody, yeah. not, not just, just anybody. anybody. You know, I need someone. Help. <laughs> that was on Fitch. That was nice. Maybe, maybe. maybe. We might have to auto tune cast. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, that leads exactly into what I was just going to talk about, which is that we have to start making music again. Yeah, for real. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I love me some samples 
and I love what a lot of the modern producers are doing with the music, yeah. but we got to start learning why do we play a specific chord? What creates a good chord progression so that we can live in the legacy of these amazing bands mm-hmm. and make new bands? Yeah. That's what life is about. This is similar with classical music. We have so many fantastic classical musicians that are honoring the great composers. But what happened to the improvisation? Mm-hmm. What happened to the jazz? Yeah. And jazz has been one of the, at the forefront of what I've been learning about because jazz isn't a style like Bill Evans, the, the keyboard player, once said, but it's actually a style of consciousness. It's mm-hmm. a, a form of improvisation in the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why music is so impactful mm-hmm. because it makes you present. Mm-hmm. You cannot be in the past or the future when you are playing music. Well, especially jazz. Because, like, it's you know, you could see how, uh, you know, the drummer from Def Leppard or well, I don't know why I mentioned him. He just has one arm. But, like, you just get used to just doing yeah. the thing. <laughs> and it's like, we're going to have the three-minute songs and I know what it's going to happen here. With jazz, you can't do that. You cannot check no, out. You have you, to be present you listening. You have to. Otherwise, and you might get nauseous, honestly. <laughs> you, you might. Because the minute you start thinking too much during a solo, then you flub. Because... Yeah. It's happening in such an instantaneous format, you can't think. Yeah. Thinking is not possible in fractions of a minute. Mm. So that's why I actually wanted to bring up what I mentioned about the dead yeah. before was that the Grateful Dead, they were folk jazz musicians yeah. because right. they were playing an improvisational style that had a folk rock feel to it. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you go and you listen to something like rhythm and blues, like B.B. King. Yeah. Incredible guitar player. He was also a jazz musician, the way that he soloed. Mm. And that's essentially what we're doing now with our lives. Right. We have the structure of our lives. We have time. We have some of these things that make us feel like we have our routine. But how are we improvising within the structure that we have in society Mm. so that we can have a harmonious and, and flowing energy about our lives so you gotta transcend the personality self to do that i notice it on this podcast like we'll be we'll be going back and forth and it's like i'm on a solo and and all of a sudden the thought will pop into my head like this sounds good (laughs) and i'm done i'm done i like uh, i'm like first of all where did those words come from and secondly how come i couldn't continue that flow once i started thinking about the flow because the personality self wanted to take over make patterns out of it to compliment myself to to shit on myself all these things you know that's, that's that, right that's probably why i throw frisbee better with my left hand yeah yeah you <laughs> can't think about it yeah. yeah when you go to throw the frisbee it's a fucking mess with your right hand your dominant hand and this is where i shout out gabriel my my brother from our last episode of from the last episode go listen to that one because the thing that he always says and one of the things i learned from him is the question how is your soul expressing itself Mm. Mm. not the mind yeah not the personality your soul yeah that is what music brings out of us when Mm. we're playing and it's the the combination of okay how do i understand this concept and then now allow it to just be how i speak Mm -hmm. through vibration yeah oh man what a beautiful thing 
That's such a beautiful thing. Like when you pick up that maraca and you're just shaking it. <laughs> I know, man. I feel the rhythms like deep in me. Like I feel comfortable oh, yeah. shaking something or playing a little drum or whatever. When it becomes consequential to what other people are doing, I get in my head. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the personality self yes. takes over and right. says, you're not a musician. Yes. But right. the fact is, and I've been saying this about artists in general, but mm. we're all musicians. Mm-hmm. And whether we like mm-hmm. it or not, we're playing in the heart of gold band. We're here. We're playing in the fucking heart of gold That's band. That's right. And That's so, right. like, show up, show up. Mm-hmm. And even if you're just on triangle, just fucking dominate that fucking yes. thing. Yeah. This, <laughs> yes. This is the thing where you you don't consider yourself the thing until you feel like you can do it perfectly. Uh, yeah. Which is a complete mm. fallacy. Yeah. You can only do it at the level that you allow yourself to do it in the moment. That's the only way you can. Yeah. And and for mm-hmm. me personally, you mentioned artistry. And there was a point where I felt like I, I couldn't really express what I wanted. You know, I was producing music and it sounded cool, but it wasn't complex enough and it didn't really hit me here. And as I took the time to really learn how do you build a beautiful song, now when I go back and basically demonstrate what I can do and now that I make finished tracks I'm looking at myself now it's like wait I am an artist and I claim that I know that and I'm so excited to be able to kind of premiere a new song that I wrote two nights ago. Yeah, man, it's dope. And I, I you haven't even heard it oh, yet. Th- oh, that's not this the is, one no, that you this sent is, us. No, this is a fresh off the presses. Oh, fresh. <laughs> <laughs> and I stayed up. Something happened where I just, I found a really good chord progression. And from from beginning to end, I wrote the song. I mixed it from about probably 12 a.m. to probably about 4 a.m. And it was and it was done to mm. kind of this first draft. Wow. And I couldn't stop working on it. I was so tired. I would listen to it maybe 30 times in a row, like tweaking the levels, making sure it sounded good. And and this is what's really fascinating about music is that... What are you doing? You know, sometimes you got to answer the door. But, you know, the, the point <laughs> is that when you are passionate about something... You don't get tired. You don't get hungry. All the things of the the body that we uh, essentially try to um, tell ourselves we need actually are transcended by our passion and by our love. And then later, after after the job is done, then you kind of catch up with what the body needs. But you realize that it's it doesn't define you. Like eating a meal is not defining. Whereas for a lot of us, we can't go without our dinner. What are we going to do if we don't eat dinner? Or or whatever it is. Whatever our substance or our pleasure thing is. It's kind of crazy that the stuff that we think we require are thought forms. Yes. I mean, where do we learn that better than ever in the fucking vision quest? Oh, my gosh. Yes. You're that like, was a oh, I thought I needed food. <laughs> I thought I needed food. I thought I needed water. I thought I needed entertainment. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> And shelter yes. i thought i needed those things and you go four days without and you're like okay mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm a tough motherfucker yes. like i am here to survive i'm here to thrive and yes. uh these little roadblocks these little habits aren't gonna fucking prevent me from doing them no it's funny how that happens I, i've noticed yeah. that um editing our movies we'll yeah. be in the edit room for 10 days and I'm like, I must be malnourished or like, because yeah. you're just so 
It's in just the flow. an idea. It's just a thought yeah. about what it is. Sickness, a lot of those things. I've, I've been through so many kind of illnesses and symptoms and things like this. And um, I realized that I was almost calling those in or manifesting them so that I could transcend them. Oh, wow. Which is a crazy idea, right? Because yeah, yeah. you don't want to be sick. And we're in this, this hypersensitive world now where sickness is this thing. I'll stay away. I don't want to get sick. And really, you end up calling that very thing toward yourself. Yeah. It's one of those crazy, crazy um, experiences. And, and the thing with, with music is, again, it gets you past the idea or the yeah. thought and brings you into a state of presence where you can't be anywhere but where you are. And um, it's, it's, it's magical. It's beautiful. I'm, I'm so grateful that at least me, you, Cass, and Joey went to both Ween shows in February. Because <laughs> we went to, to Ween on Valentine's Day and it fucking blew our minds. Oh, like I, I was just like, whoa, what is this? I've seen a thousand live shows in my life. I'm not even exaggerating. And that just blew my fucking mind. And we woke up the next day and we're like, we need another taste of that. Oh I like, I like, I, it, it's, but it's, it's almost like DMT. It's like liquid gold. It's like, you can't hold on to it. It's like, what exactly was going on there that I felt that way from these two dudes who have been there, who are 50 years old now, who've been fucking around since they're 14. We're listening to half the fucking songs they wrote when they're 14, 15 years old. Yeah. We're listening to these things <laughs> and it's like, we're in on it. And it's like this, it's like this little makeshift church pops up mm. when they come, when they came into town and a lot of bands can do that, but uh, man, just fucking ween really, uh, <sighs> transcendent. Yo. And I think I love the most about them. The fact that they don't take themselves too seriously as artists, yeah. You see sometimes with, with artists, they have to have a certain level of mystique or um, credentials or achievements. They don't give a fuck about any of it. Yeah. They just go up there and they just play yeah. to their audience and connect with people. Yeah. And they're not wearing any masks. No. It's not no. like, uh, okay, you know, Dean's going to come out and act like too cool for school. It's like, no, he's going to come out and sing Waving My Dick in the Wind, and it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, Gene's going to do a million different voices and crack jokes. And, like, oh, to the point man. where, like, that dude had a fucking, Gene Ween had, like, serious substance abuse problems mm -hmm. and was having, uh, like, a crisis in his life. Mm -hmm. And it all played out on stage mm -hmm. and at a show. Mm -hmm. Like, that's when that band ended up breaking up. He had a, mm -hmm. he just melted down on stage. It was just all too much for him and yeah. uh you know I, th I think that's that has to do with exhaustion that has to do with being a channel is really hard thing because that's what i think of those guys as a channel for what they call the boognish, the boognish. which is something they identified <laughs> but it's this demon god that gives them their inspiration and uh, you know they're, they're a channel for something and that can get yeah. really exhausting doing night after night after night yeah. if you're not taking care of yourself oh absolutely and when you have that high level of frequency and energy coming through you to so many people mm -hmm. that people are, their awareness is directly focused on you it's almost like it's like a magnifying glass when you're channeling sunlight it focuses it to the point where you, if you're not able to hold that level of vibration, it can be detrimental to your health. Mm, and yeah. if you're not aware of some of those things, then 
you, you have to kind of uh, take, take a step back and really take care of yourself and then rejuvenate yourself and, and so on and so forth. But don't so. you think the music coming out after quarantine is going to be some of the best ever? I hope. Oh, man. I hope. Absolutely. Because people, Absolutely. especially mu- musicians maybe that weren't as comfortable touring all the time, but you have to to pay the bills, mm-hmm. are now stuck at home. Mm. And, and they're writing and they're comfortable and they don't necessarily have to feel that reflection of all that energy, positive or otherwise, every night. It's true. They and can be a better channel. They can be a better channel. Speaking of, I've had this, the beauty of going in and recording at Little Cheddar Studios with my friend Lou McKenzie, a.k.a. Eddie Bolden, my brother, nice. my homie. And that record is going to come out in the new year. Oh, sweet. Um, currently, the single Journey is out. Uh, and you can check it out everywhere. And then on twelve twenty one, we're releasing Masterpiece, which is going to be the the, the third oh, song. That song's dope too. Oh man! Be careful. That's a very powerful day. Yes, <laughs> that is a very powerful day. And I think it's it's one of those things that now that we're we're spending more time alone, we have to be listening to good music. Mm-hmm. And to have new good music is even better because it shows that you can still get into a creative mode and really see your art through. And that's why I'm so proud of my friend Eddie because you know a lot of us, we've had these projects that we've never felt like we could fully achieve or complete. And when you finally do it and it just happens so naturally, Oh, it feels good. It really feels well, good. Well, you need collaborators too. Like, oh, yeah. Th- I think that really helps move, especially a music project along. Like when you start bringing in other people, other mm-hmm. perspectives, other instruments. It's hard to do it alone. Yeah. It's really hard to do it alone. And I really like to think about things from different perspectives. So with a particular artist uh, like Lou, I really wanted to see, all right, now how do we put together an album? I mean, that's something that's great to talk about. What is yeah. it that makes an album great? Yeah, mm. yeah. And it's not enough to have a lot of great songs. If you have a lot of great songs, then you have a lot of individual tracks. But how do they fit together to create one whole yeah. that, that when you listen to it, it takes you somewhere? Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I think of George Harrison, All Things Must Pass. And mm. Every song on that is brilliant. They're, mm. they're some of the most brilliant songs I've ever heard. But Most brilliant lyrics. Yeah, but, yeah. but there's some, if Phil Spector produced that and, yeah. you know, that motherfucker was thorough and he was crazy and he'd pull a gun on you. He pulled a gun on the Beatles. He pulled a gun on the Ramones. No, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, man. This guy just liked pulling guns out. Phil Spector <laughs> always had a gun on him. He always had yeah. a lot of like strange women around. He wore crazy wigs and he was just a, a, a true eccentric. But when you hired him to make mm. your album, you were getting an album. You weren't getting, here's your know. single and here's a bunch of filler. Here's right. the one we really worked on, and here's a bunch of trash. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, when, when George Harrison left the Beatles, he was, he had like creative diarrhea because he was so, because Lennon and McCartney were such um, mm. f- fucking amazing songwriters that they were, and, and they were in their peak that mm-hmm. they weren't really paying attention to George's songs. So he was building up all these songs. And the Beatles end in 1970, and that year, uh, George and Phil Spector get together and made. Uh, to me, it's just wow. like that's what that's what a sacred album is. Yeah, like th- that type of thing, and you can feel the vibe throughout. <laughs> it's immaculate. 
I think it was meant to happen that way because he needed his own his own spotlight. Yeah, otherwise we might not have really known his name that well or whatever. Yeah. He he definitely because he's definitely the most spiritual of the Beatles. He's definitely um, Oh, the most aware yeah, by far. Yeah. I mean he, he could have been he didn't need to be a musician. He could have just been a, a wise sage. He could have right. just been a guru that sat right. there. Yeah. And yet he still gave us all these amazing songs and records. So <sighs> grateful. What a so gift. Grateful. We were yeah. just listening to While My Guitar Gently Weeps and you were playing along and I was like oh shit like you yeah. just found it it took like exactly. you're you messing around for a second yep. and then all of a sudden i was like daniel you should be on this fucking <laughs> record man. like what the fuck like that'd be just, a cool album idea like yeah daniel added <laughs> <laughs> take me back in time to those days oh man uh, totally I and mean, that's what's so cool about music is that if you have a very basic understanding which is what i have i don't really know anything that special which just sounds crazy but if you know how to find a scale and you find your root note and you know how to use your ear to find the rest of the notes, then you're, you're just playing the scale and you're using your intuition to know where some of the notes land so you can transition. And that part, then you just get into your knowing. It's not, you're not really thinking about it. And when, when you're there, oh, it feels so good. I'm just like, it's just like a bird flies. It's not thinking about it. It's flying. It's just flying. Yeah, you were you were teaching our friend Maddie some scales and stuff on the piano, and I'm like, I'd love to know this stuff, but I'm like, this I can't, I can't right now. Like, I can't like distract myself from some other stuff that I like want to yeah, focus my no, energy yeah. on. But I'm like, wait, should I have been paying attention? I don't know, I don't know. Should I know how to p- play the piano? <laughs> oh, Daniel's a wealth of knowledge. He's always there for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my my goal is to. I was talking about this yesterday. My legacy is I want to leave the world with far more musicians than there currently are. Mm. And as it currently stands, uh, my mom is learning music theory now. I'm teaching uh, Maddie as well. And I know that there's a lot of people out there. So if you're listening and you have always wanted to learn how to play music and understand how to do it, reach out to me. Like I would really love to get to know you and even just give you a couple pointers because it, it will bring so much wealth and joy to your life beyond what you can even imagine yeah those couple weeks that you and i were sending garage band tracks back and forth to each other i was like this is so fun i was like i can't believe i'm making like little songs on my little phone yeah so i introduced cast to garage band and it's actually such an easy tool to use when you just mess around with it you don't have to take it super seriously yeah yeah it feels low stakes It's, it's very like low stakes. What, <laughs> what do we have to lose, people? Yeah, yeah. What, what do we have to lose? Maybe, uh, you know, maybe a little depression. Mm. Who knows? We could probably yeah. lose some of that, right? Yeah, totally. But <laughs> if you're identifying yourself as a depressed person, you, <laughs> might, you might be a little hesitant to take yes. your medicine. Yes, and by no means am I saying that, that depression doesn't exist and that it's not, it's, it's not an easy thing. I've gone through it myself. But what I've realized is that if we choose to be in our highest love, then depression doesn't exist anymore. Mm. It's like a thing that you can actively alchemize into a higher form of love and vibration. Mm. And that directly comes through how we express ourselves. So if you're depressed and you get on the piano, you better believe that you are going to express that emotion and write a beautiful song, a beautiful sad song Mm -hmm. that'll help other people (laughs) express that emotion. Yeah. I mean, to me right now, when I think about it, the highest beings that I know are people who are unabashedly pursuing music. Uh, you know, I, I just met up with my cousin 
who's 26 years old. He lives in Seattle. And um, he was an EMT or whatever and did that whole dance and like did his career and everything. And now just got hooked up with a bunch of musicians. He lives in a house with nine musicians and all they do is play music. And his parents are like, what's your plan? And he's like, music. And they're upset. Yeah. But meanwhile, I'm around this kid and I can feel like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, like waves of yes. just love and energy and inspiration. Yes. He's just got a smile ear to ear. Oh. And, he says, I can't, he's like, I wake up every morning and I run to my piano. Yes. And I'm like, I, I, I'm like, dude, don't let anyone no. get you off that path mm-hmm. with some idea mm-hmm. about what your life should be. Because mm-hmm. look, I understand where his dad is coming from. His dad is a brilliant artist himself, mm-hmm. but never gave himself the permission to be a brilliant artist. Wow. Instead, just worked and worked and get back to work. And I yeah. think he thinks since that's what I did and I made that sacrifice for my life, oh, yeah. that's a sacrifice you need to make. Yes. And, um, yes. yeah, I'm just cheering on my, my sweet little cousin, Alex. Mm. He's such a fucking sweet kid and he's out in mm. Seattle and he's just, he's just I'd pouring. Love to meet him. Oh, you dude, you would love, love him. him. I'm like, I'm like, we need to get out to this house. Yes. Cause he's yes. like, he's like, I'm good, but these guys blow me away. <laughs> Because you know, there's people that, um, like I think of our friend Happiness. Oh my God, there's nothing yeah. you could play that guy that he can't be playing in two seconds. Exactly. That's insane to yes. me. He just hears it and he's like, "I know what that is." And the, you want to know the reason why is because if you break down music, all right. If you're listening and you know nothing about music, just listen to this. If you break down music, there are only twelve notes. Mm. Period. If you look at a piano, you see all these keys. Those are just the same 12 notes repeated in octaves. That's what an octave is. So, and even furthermore, if you want to break it down, the the white keys, there's only seven. So if you play the key of C major, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? So, yeah, I can play it. Um, basically, it's music is not as complicated as we make it. So if I start here... That's the key of C major. But that continues to go all the way up and down the piano. And that's where you can start doing harmonies. And so if you listen to that, does that sound complete? Right? We know that that hasn't resolved until we... Now we made it home. How nice is that, right? (laughs) So at a basic level, we know how music works. Mm. We already know the way that music flows and how it feels. Right. Yeah, because it's, it's it's in us. Like it's um it's waking something up. It's a re- there, there's a remembrance going on when you start doing this. You're not exactly. learning it. You're remembering it. That is actually the fact. It's actually true. And to yeah. see Cass, to see both of you looking into these ideas and learning how to play music, that actually is just as satisfying and fulfilling for me than playing, mm. which mm. is crazy because if if I if as a musician, it's cool to have the spotlight on me, but I want everybody to be playing with yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's definitely been my artistic journey. And it's funny, uh, the, the way I'm approaching music, go for it, is, is very similar to how I approached filmmaking. Like, I 
I learned the language of cinema before I ever tried to fucking put my hands on it. Yes. I watched everything I could watch. I was decoding it. I knew what they were doing and why they were doing it. Reading about the directors, reading about the writers, reading scripts, all this stuff before I finally, like 27 years old, like jumped in and applied my knowledge of that stuff. And I feel like it's the same thing. Like I've been on a ravenous hunt for music my whole life. Oh my gosh. And Insatiability. I, oh, right? <laughs> yeah, it's never enough. It's never enough. It can never know, be enough. I know. <laughs> and but it's and it's funny because that almost sounds like something that could be an addiction. Yeah. But it's not. It's actually this. Um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's this this journey toward toward feeling whole. I almost feel like. And whenever we find a new record. It's a, just a little glimpse of what's actually happening at a higher level. When, for instance, um, you know, when my my aunt transitioning, you could you could feel essentially her essence going home, or so to speak. So, and and I I know through our friendship we already understand that life every day you die and you you are reborn again every single day multiple times a day. Anytime you let go of an old idea, you've been reborn in a certain way. And every time you listen to a beautiful new record, you die and you're born again. Yeah. And it's it's one of those really incredible experiences that you can share with other people. Oh, absolutely. It's it's so essential. It's funny because um, I, I grew up with not... Music was never played in the house. It was always something when we got in the car, it was like, oh, we're going to listen to Derek and the Dominoes. We're going to listen to fucking ELO, whatever. Like My parents had good taste, but it was never prioritized in the house. Always TV. Always a TV blasting. When my, my sister was on her deathbed, it was the, the morning she was dying, my mom was like, we need to play music. And we brought in, uh, we brought in a little speaker. Really? Yeah, and we played... Uh, mm. We played Weezer. We played Islands in the Sun at, by Weezer. Um, and we wow. played uh, this song, May Angels Lead You In by Jimmy Eat World. And we played mm. uh, this amazing song. Um, I, I think it's called Where Were We Going by this band Fastball from the 90s. Mm. And you could feel Aaron's spirit mm -hmm. loosening to the idea of leaving the body. You could feel it, mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. You could feel it. And I, I always think about like, Joey Ramone was listening to, um, for the lead singer of the Ramones, he tragically died at 49, but he, on his deathbed, yeah. he was listening to uh, this U2 song that just makes me cry every time I hear it because of my association with Joey Ramone listening to it yeah. called uh, In a Little While. And oh. uh, yeah, I hope that's how I get to go out. I hope I'm, yeah. I'm hearing music, you know, because music, like these songs are the angels. Mm -hmm. The music of the spheres, as they call it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. And I got to actually play flute for my aunt when on the day that she died in, in the hospital. And wow. it was uh, my my grandmother actually felt it mm. because she was so in tune with her energy. She literally felt Debbie pass through her on her way mm. out and uh it really is this this music that they call it the music of the spheres because all of the planets in our solar system and probably all planets and, and things in space make sound and make vibration so this this uh man named johannes kepler one of the most famous um i want to say astrologers or astronomers he created a an album of of the frequency tones that the planets make and how the harmonies sound on top of each other. Oh, cool. shit, and man. it is wild. Oh my god. It is one of the craziest sounding things and 
and this is where it gets super deep because if you look into guys like Adam Neely, they talk about something called the harmonic series. Now, without getting too technical with it, essentially what happens is that when, whenever I play a note, if I play a note, you're going to be hearing all these notes that are stacked above it, basically. So you're going to hear... Uh, and it's very subtle, but basically within one note, within any one note, you're going to hear endless stacking of harmonies that are implicit within the vibration. Mm. And that is what happens in everything in life. Yeah. So if, if I come into a room radiating, or like you said, your, was it your cousin? Yeah. When you walk into a room and someone's beaming like that, yeah. You can't help but beam as well. Oh, yeah. Because when someone is truly joyful and happy, you cannot help but want to be joyful with them, even if you're having the worst day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a woman the other day, I was walking through my neighborhood and I was singing, Gotta be starting something, got to be starting something. Did you wanna be starting something? Got to be starting something. Or it was another, it was like, got me working day and night. She's like, Wow, you're so happy. <laughs> Why are you so happy? And I just said, you gotta keep singing. Yeah. Just keep singing. Yeah, man. Um, it's moving the energy. It's, it, I mean, and it's one of the, the most beautiful ways to go through life because I feel like when you are hitting that, that golden tone in oh, your own soul, yes. other people, your people, want to fucking harmonize with that. They really do and they'll try to. And you'll you'll see them the classic motherfucker who is like, no, I'm gonna hit this brown note and I'm gonna hold that and I want people to fucking resonate with this frequency. You're gonna flip out <laughs> when I tell you this, but you said the golden uh what is it? The, the golden, golden tone. The golden tone. Yeah. Well I <laughs> this is crazy. I think it's gonna come out I don't even know what's gonna come out. I haven't <laughs> even thought about sharing it, but I wrote a book. Oh, like nice. I literally wrote a book that it came to me during a Krishna Das concert mm. when I was, I was microdosing. I remember that day. You came over here after. Yes. You I were like, I'm having the craziest day. I'm like, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> saying. That's what I'm saying. So I go to this concert and and the when I tell you the, the tones and the, the music that was being made, it was so divine, so heavenly and divine and spiritually awakening that... I, I began writing this phrase that came through my head or came through my, my being, which was the, the golden wave. Oh, the golden wave. And what that represented to me was the essentially Christ consciousness or the sound or the vibration mm. of our, our truest spiritual unity with mm. the, the Almighty or whatever word you would like to use for God. Uh, our source, where we come from. So if I am in my soul and my spirit and my, my energy field, I'm radiating that tone, it sends it out like this, this beautiful, um, this beautiful ringing of a bell, for example. Yeah. Mm. And you realize that you, yes, yes. And you hear that tone and you don't, you don't at first realize that it's there until you stop trying to listen to everything else oh mm. yeah and you find a still point because it's so subtle but yeah. so powerful and healing 
to to our sense of, of self and our being, letting go of the personality self and, and stepping into um I guess you could say our 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 fully realized self. Which is that's that's when you're not thinking and you're just expressing through the piano or making beautiful paintings or, or recording beautiful films. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and so you'll look back on your best creations, like the song that I'll, I'll be showing in a little bit. I don't even know how I did it. <laughs> right, and and you know what's beautiful about that? And the Beatles spoke to this pretty eloquently. When you don't even understand how you did it, you don't have this ownership over it. Yes, you it's not even really mine. It wasn't yours to begin with. <laughs> I was just lucky to receive it. You're a vessel. You're a vessel, right. and like... Yeah. We're always kind of tinkering and tuning our vessel, whether we know it or not. We for we, better or for worse. Yeah, for better mm-hmm. or for worse. Like if we, if we're ignoring it, we're not we're not fucking tuning our vessel right. But when we are tuning it, man, the most beautiful creations will come to you. You'll be able to harmonize with people in a way that that you couldn't even understand before. Like we tapped into it the other night. Just a few yeah. homies came over. Yep. And we were just listening to records, and I think because it was records and not MP3s we were all paying attention because it's like, what are we going to listen to next? And someone has to get up and flip the record and someone has to put the needle on and make sure it's and the right And they curated thing. that experience of that side of the record. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. Rhythm, it's all in there. Uh-huh. So you feel the rhythms, especially the drums, I feel like. Yeah, oh yeah. The groove is just so, um, it, it comes through the vibration of your body more so. And it's not coming through a digital device with all those implications and those uh, energy kind of draining things. Um, but whew, the voices especially, I feel like with voices, it feels so much like you're in person there. Yeah. I found this Aretha Franklin album. Oh, I should nice. have brought it over. But it's called Lady Soul. It's one of her best ones. It has, you make me feel, you make me feel. You make me feel like a natural woman. <laughs> woman. woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that Stevie Wonder album. My goodness. That I have, My uh, goodness. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Stevie can't even see. It's, he can't even see, and he's playing. And those records are time machines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like they were in the future and they were leaving it for us in the yeah. past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little God droppings. You know? yeah. You're like, oh shit. There yeah. is something. Something's alive here in this universe. <laughs> you know, because it's like, it, it's a subtle thing. Like yeah. we always talk about, um, uh, you know, art, visual art as, as the decoration of space and music as the decoration of time. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not really, I like that. yeah, I like that. it's not really anything you can, um, mm-hmm. Uh, extract more than that it's it's mm. decorating time it's just it mm. goes into the river and goes down the river well all the things that we create are just actually signposts pointing us back to what we need to really remember right words are just significators you know sound is is just kind of the emanation of um, kind of a higher source energy um, what are you know color light yeah. some of these things are just what we can perceive with our the limited scope and, and aperture of our five senses mm. and so that's why i create music because it just reminds me yeah. it just reminds me of what's really going on and what's really uh in here mm. yeah. yeah it's incredible 
This has been such a great yeah, conversation. Dude, incredible. Wow. Do you want to play uh do you want to play your song? I want to play the song. And that's yeah. still weird for me to say. Like I I'm, I'm going to play my song. Pop that in there. But I'm taking ownership. I made this. I made this music. I don't know if I'm finding it properly, but Sean's got my back. You make music. I love that you make music um in the hours where not a lot of people are awake. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's like there's clear space there. Yes, mm-hmm. it, that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like Mission Control, you are clear for like takeoff. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can now commence making awesome music. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, because you know all the, all the people that are just all about making money are asleep. You know, they're in their hibernation. Well, so. there's also right. like less receptors. So like there's like maybe... Right, a s- less antennas are up. And the other thing I was going to say too <laughs> is that is that it feels like um, we all go into the the ocean of the subconscious, mm-hmm. which I believe is one of the places that is where all of our best ideas come from. Yeah. How many times have you woken up in the middle of the night with ideas? Oh, because you're waking up at the golden hours when you, they all exist. So you have to come back to consciousness to express them in this realm. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I go to bed, and this is frustrating. It's 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 a gift, but it's frustrating. I'll go to bed hearing a beautiful, complete, original symphony. Yes, yes. What the fuck is that? Where is it coming from? And how could I possibly bring it back here? By writing it. And that's that's what I'm starting to tap into is that (laughs) there's no difference between you and I. I've just learned how to express what I can hear. Yeah. Because we all hear music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've heard some of the most beautiful things I've ever heard in my life just sitting in silence as I'm about to go to sleep. And uh, yeah, it's it's a gift from the angels. It is the angels. It's them singing in my ear. And uh, I'm definitely inviting in more of it, especially if I could learn how to express it. <laughs> <laughs> well, without further ado. Do we have a name for this? We do. It's called, Can This Be? Question mark. Sweet. Mm, I love that. And that was one of the first words that came to mind. And I wrote this at 2, I finished this at 2.26 a.m., uh, on the 23rd, which was yesterday. Nice. <laughs> Wild. Okay, here we go.
fake out. Pleasure yeah. trip. Ah, definitely. Feels so good. Definitely your most like accomplished thing of your compositions yet. I feel like. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you. It's the most you. Yeah. Like I've heard you play on some sick shit, but just like as a drummer or whatever. But like as a composer, like dude, you're fucking off to the races. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I know that getting this word out there and this amazing conversation into others' lives that are people that are listening. All of my siblings out there. Yeah. I think it's going to bring so many new connections. Yeah. Get us merging the mediums of art. Because really, all art is just one expression. Mm. Yep. So everybody that, that creates or makes something or moves their body in some form or fashion, like, it's honored and really appreciated by me as an artist. Even mm. this. This is art. Like, yes. I, like, I always dream that our podcast can, like, become an art form. Conversational art. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. But, like, this is such an expression of our friendship and the way we hang out and the things we honor and the way we talk. Like, Thank we're not you. putting anything on right now. There's, like, there's no way to. We know each other too well. We, we take the masks <laughs> off at the door. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we don't, they the don't come in here. Well, no. literally and figuratively yeah. because we got to wear masks outside and things. But, you know. <laughs> We don't yeah. we don't bring them into real interactions and conversations because no. we know they don't mean anything. No, they don't no. mean anything. No. Wow. I need more of your piano soloing in my life. I know. Oh that. my god! I want to hear the twenty minute version of that track. Oh, <laughs> it, it's coming. I mean, I could play something else. Okay. If you want me to play the shorter one, yeah, play another one. Yeah, I, I didn't I, do this hot bed yet. Ah, oh, there you go. All right, you we know. got this. is This is another really awesome one. And we'll finish um, this J. That's that's the only. We can't leave a podcast with half a J. Yes, this this medicinal <laughs> cigarette Holy is shit. just beautiful. It is medicinal. It's you truly, saw those it herbs. It is medicinal. Yeah, what's in there, Cass? Shout out your the yeah, the, shout Cass, out the, the Cass blend, the Church of Chill blend. Yeah, what are we smoking? exactly. There's some lavender, blue mm-hmm, lotus, mm-hmm. rose, chamomile, spearmint, marshmallow. I think that's everything. And cannabis. Cannabis. Our friends. No. no. Our, our yes. Cannabis helps us hear the music. Our teacher. Our teacher. Yeah, even Seriously. those MP3s. Yes, our frequency <laughs> razor, the MP3s, the records. Like, yeah. thank you to all the teachers out there. Yeah. And everyone that I have yet to learn from. Yeah. Because um, I think it's uh, it's a special experience to be able to, to live together on this planet. Oh, yeah, to share mm. space with each other. It's yeah. fucking awesome. And I honor everybody, no matter what you identify as. Like, that is a serious thing. Yeah. That everyone is allowed to identify as they identify and we're going to all just make beautiful music together in the yeah. way that we know how to do it. 
Yeah. Mm, and amen. so uh, decorating right. the realm together. Yes. With that, here is uh, Beside You, my, this, the one that I actually wrote before the last one that we just heard. So this one's uh, also pretty special. Yes. <laughs> I know this one. Why is it doing that? It's a little buzzy. It's okay, though. <laughs> yeah, this, this one has the clear character of um, what I like in music, where it's I feel like I'm underwater, you know? Yes. Like I've, yeah. I've been brought to like a different depth, where you, like yes. the air yeah, has like a different in, texture. In Mario World, yes. you jump in and you're swimming around. This is the music that comes <laughs> I love I love lo-fi just chill beats yes yeah. that's so important to me so this could be a little and this is pretty the, the beginning part is just a primer for the, the ending part which Tom York, if you want to sing on this, <laughs> let's work together. <laughs> or other singers, I love singing, so let's do something cool. Oh, we're calling in the Heart of Gold band. You know you're out there, you know you're doing it. Oh, I love that, the Heart of For. That was the other thing I was gonna mention. Mm. This shit is original. Yeah, man. we don't. No one can take this down. Yep. No em. one can try to say that they censored us. Yeah. You can't so. censor this. No. Make no. your own music. Yeah, totally. Let's do this. Let's keep mm -hmm. going. It, you brought this into Church of Chill territory, which reminds me, Patreon.com/slash/ChurchofChill is uh, the best and the only way to really support us besides just uh, casting love onto our yes. art, our films, yes. Daniel's music, Gabriel's words, you know, patreon.com slash church of chill. It really means the world to us when we see new people joining our community and the discord and sharing their art, the yes. amount of amazing music. Yes. You got to get, you got to post this stuff, dude. Uh, yes, absolutely. Like absolutely. They, they will eat it up. 
the amount of amazing music that that people are making and posting it's ridiculous well in fact it is up and i'm playing it on soundcloud right now oh hell yeah we'll so post it. we'll post we'll share the yes. link below too yes. it'll be shared Beautiful. into youtube and it'll be also shared in our discord which you can only access by joining the church of chill patreon where so where is the best way for people to reach you daniel if they are interested in like yeah instagram is a great place you can yeah. just find me at daniel fresco and that's it Re- reach out to me i post music there um i come up with so many ideas that i want to share with each and every one of you yeah. and i want to collaborate with other artists too like yeah. if, if it would be cool if i made music and someone painted something that represented the, the music or yeah. what have you so I made a dope remix yeah yeah <laughs> let's go remix Re- 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 <laughs> cool very Thank podcast you. sean cass and daniel we're gonna get to chilling Peace. Yes. Peace and love. Thank you. Thanks, Daniel.